Welcome to the TCQ Video Store, where we only offer the best and worst in horror. Yep, that's right. Only horror. Where rentals are only 69 cents a day. Our knowledgeable staff of two will gladly recommend a flick whether you want us to or not. With plush carpeting, questionably expired old candy, and the home of the Carpenter Queens podcast. TCQ Video Store. Located off the highway interstate on exit 12 going towards Haddonfield. And now, our feature presentation. They're coming to get you, Barbara. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Welcome to Flight Night. Hello, welcome fellow queerdos. This is the Carpenter Queens podcast, broadcasting to you from the employee bathroom at the TCQ video store, where you can pick up your favorite horror VHS copies. I am employee of the month, Nick. And I am assistant manager in training, Raymond. And (laughs) welcome to this week's episode, guys. Hi, everyone. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm very happy St. Patrick's Day. Woo! It is episode seven, lucky number seven. It is our first drinking game. I know, go us. Uh, It is our first full series review, which is not as as exciting. And I will tell you why I'm not as excited. (laughs) (laughs) But I am very ecstatic to have our first guest. Yes, this is another reason this episode is so special. It's our first episode with a very special guest. This week at the TCQ Video Store, we are welcomed by our newest employee in training. He's a metalhead who just happens to know a little too much about serial killers. He's going to fit right in with his staff. Welcome, everyone. Easton Snoffer. Hey, what's up, guys? (laughs) Good to see you. I like what you've done with the place. Great video store here. Thank you so much. We put new carpeting in. It's real... 100% 100% plastic. Mm-hmm. And we dusted two weeks ago. So, you know, that helps. Oh, yeah, easy to clean. I like it. Mm-hmm. If you need help with anything, um, there's a manual. I don't know where it's at, but just find it and you'll fit right <laughs> in. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here today. Yeah, thank you. Super excited to be here. So, Easton, before <laughs> we begin, what are your pronouns? Uh, I just prefer he. That's all. Awesome. Like that. And just to break the ice, because everyone here on staff so far has been proven by the lie detector test to be 100% homosexual. And how (laughs) do we identify? Uh, I identify as a straight man. Uh, Welcome. That's okay, Easton. It doesn't make you a bad person, but we love to have you here anyways. (laughs) We're super happy to have you here. We welcome all people. Yes, all walks of life. I want to pick your brain. What brings you into our store today? Why it brings you into our horror store? Yeah, I just, uh, you know, been friends with you, Nick, for a while, obviously, and super excited to see this happening. And, uh, you know, I've liked horror for most of my life. My mom probably got me started in it when I was pretty young. So I really, your mom got you. Yes, absolutely. Really? I want to hear, hold on. I want to hear a little more about that. Your (laughs) mom got you started in horror at what age? Oh God, what age would I have been? I was probably, I would say early middle school was about the worst time that I watched anything. So yeah, she showed me Nightmare on Elm Street and that scarred me for life. (laughs) That's awesome. That is so cute. And it kind of just like snowballed from there. Yeah, definitely. I'd say I've always kind of been into, you know, darker stuff and heavy metal, of course. So that kind of lends itself towards the horror genre, I feel. So 
Yeah, me and Nick were just talking about that. We are just talking about how like metal and horror kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. They seem to cross over quite a bit. Especially when they like to offend the church. You were telling me not too long ago what was going on with that freaking artist. Oh yeah, uh, Nurgle from Behemoth. He's uh, in, not Switzerland, Poland. Uh, and he just got charged, I don't know what, how many times this is for him, but he got charged with blasphemy there. Uh, so he's currently fighting that and trying to get out of it and not serve two plus years in prison in Poland. So what? <laughs> have you heard of the band? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh, they're intense. Behemoth <laughs> is a they're a black metal band, and black metal is huge on you know anything offensive and anti-religion, and they definitely take everything to the next level. Their most nice. recent single, you had to say a satanic prayer into your microphone to unlock it. No way. <laughs> yeah. What? The fuck does that mean? That's insane. I've never heard of any of this before. This is like <laughs> news to me. They're crazy. Everything you've shown me so far, I was like, I, so I'm not a believer, but I'm so slightly scared. I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to swear my vengeance <laughs> to Satan just to listen to your new single. Imagine if Ariana Grande did this shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Satan already took over Hollywood. Let's be honest. <laughs> For real though. Um, but more importantly, what's your favorite scary movie? My favorite scary movie. I was afraid to say because you guys weren't super big fans of it in the last one. Uh, oh, Silence I'm of the Lambs is uh, probably <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, 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 no! You you read that wrong. We're, I mean, we're fans of it. Like, who doesn't do like Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, it's a classic. But yeah. we just didn't agree that Clarice needed her own fucking series. Uh, that was that's reaching from in my opinion. That's fair. I would agree. She's probably run her course. I would say. <laughs> yeah, she, she definitely ran her course from the end of that movie. <laughs> Who's your favorite final girl? Favorite final girl would probably be Sally, Texas Chainsaw. Hell Ooh, yeah, that's one I yeah. don't normally hear, actually. Yeah, it's true. You know, she's definitely different, but I just think that the ending with her, with the you know shock and blood at the end, is something that you don't get a lot. They're usually a little more tough at the end and it was nice to see that sort of breakdown and actual effect of it it was so nice to see her traumatized for life i really got closure from that (laughs) i love that that's i i feel like most of the people we either talk to or know it's always about the more contemporary final girls it's usually like Mm -hmm. sydney or Mm -hmm. jamie or you know um that's that's definitely the first time i've heard somebody say sally from texas chainsaw um and I agree 100%, even though it's not my favorite scary mm-hmm. movie, that ending scene is iconic. And Forever. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. My final question that I forgot to mm-hmm. include in my briefing here is, how yeah. long have you been smoking? Uh, you're very welcome to work at this uh, wonderful establishment mm-hmm. because we do do drug tests, but we just want to make sure that you do the drugs at oh, this absolutely. place. I will test positive. That's for sure. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we perfect. encourage the drug taking here. We like taking trips. Mm-hmm. All kinds of trips. I would say I probably started, you know, around 14 or so, pretty early oh, on. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, high school, I had some friends that were dabbling into it, and I got into a metal band in high school, and couple of the kids were a little older than we were and so of course everything you know trickled down to us were they 
uh, they were just like right out of high school. So I was worried you're gonna say like, older, yeah, older, they were 27. But... <laughs> I was 16. <laughs> no, no, not quite that bad. What is your favorite way to smoke? My favorite way to smoke is definitely dabs. Uh, anything concentrates mm. is probably my preferred. I like the flower. You can't see, but, but we're dabbing. <laughs> Are you more indica sativa? I can't remember. Uh, typically indica. I'm open to sativa, but I tend to feel sativa either makes me paranoid or I don't notice the effects. <laughs> so <laughs> that's always good. I'm glad that we appreciate a downer. We are all very neurotic at this workplace. <laughs> so, mm. For selling VHSs, you'd be surprised, man. It's a it's a quick go type environment <laughs> here. We also promote drinking. I have to of ask, course. what did we all choose for today's drinking episode? Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, I will go first. Okay. I chose the drink of homosexuals and women, the <laughs> White Claw. Um, what flavor? I, I got tangerine. Oh God, you are queer. <laughs> it Well, um, excuse me. Um, my friend Steven had recommended this a while back and I never got around to trying it um, because I thought White Claws were gross. I thought they were going to, I don't know. I thought, well, I mean, I, I like them. Uh, but when I finally got around to trying them, I actually kind of liked them. Not everybody's taste is up to par. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I, I didn't want to sit here with the beer and I know we're going to be drinking a lot. And so I didn't want to sit here and feel awful. But I can see I can see that I'm the only one who chose this way. <laughs> so let's move on along with the choices. Uh, let's see. So I've got whiskey and Coke over there. I wasn't too sure if that would be too heavy for this. So <laughs> you came prepared have... to party. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. But I have Red Stripe, Hooray Beer. Ooh, you know. I love Red Stripe. That's yeah. uh, Jamaican, right? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. I'm just going to nod my head and pretend that I know what's happening. <laughs> I picked Sam Adams because um, the straight guy at the store said, that's a really good one. And I said, cool. And that was it. <laughs> For sure, bro. Thanks. For sure, bro. Uh, Thank you so much, man. <laughs> to warm up today's episode, it's so, I should, I guess I should preface that. Today's episode is going to be a full overview of the Leprechaun series, specifically one through four, because I could not dedicate any single episode to one movie or try and do all of these movies. Easton's shaking their head now because you just said <laughs> I feel like it's common knowledge that these movies are not good. <laughs> yeah, not good. I mean, it's definitely known within the horror community that these are straight up B, if not C, horror movies. Like the writing's terrible, the acting is terrible, the editing's terrible, the little effects that there are are fucking horrendous. <laughs> like the sets are pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's almost nearly no redeeming qualities about these movies. So. We had to get a little cross-faded and we got drinks today. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had to be a little cross-faded. And I guess the more you know, dun, 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 dun. for those who don't know cross-faded, it is when you're on two substances at once, correct? Am I correct. remembering my Cali vocabulary correctly? Are you remembering your dare training correctly? <laughs> I let down that poor lion, man. We all did. We all did. <laughs> We all did, dear. But we're going to play a fun little round to warm us all up for these shitty little horrible movies. Uh, Kill, Mary fuck classic rounds. But we decided to make a fun little horror beat around. Ooh, beat around. That doesn't sound good. 
<laughs> beat around, beat off. Your guys is a little circle jerk over there. <laughs> <laughs> I asked both of you for a couple choices, and mm -hmm. our first round is going to be Pinhead, Candyman, and Leatherface. Who wants to go first? Let's let our special guests go first. <laughs> You're up to oh, the chopping God. block. Let's go. Pinhead, Candyman, and Leatherface, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'd probably have to go ahead and kill off Candyman. I don't trust that hook. I feel like that's <laughs> going to get in the way where's somewhere. Where's that hook going? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's going to be dangerous. It's not going to be good. <laughs> uh, you know, okay, so we're killing Candyman. Uh, yeah, killing Candyman. I feel like I would probably go ahead and fuck Pinhead because he's probably, <laughs> <laughs> hear me out, he's probably into some like freakier stuff, you know. Oh, this he definitely true. is. Yeah. Oh, he's absolutely into freakier shit. But, you know, you can't get close to the face because obviously the pins are in the way. So, so no, no kissing, kissing on the lips. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't kiss on the lips. That's not somebody you want to be with forever. So you got to marry Leatherface. He's going to bring home dinner. somebody you want to kiss every day. <laughs> <laughs> He's got multiple faces. Come on. Oh my God. No, 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 babe. Put on the good face today. <laughs> okay, I can respect those answers. So we are yeah, killing Candyman, that's... fucking Pinhead, no kissing on the lips because we're cheat. That would be cheating <laughs> on Leatherface. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like. Funny enough, I'm gonna have to pick Candyman to fuck because Hell I yeah. want that hook, bitch. Give <laughs> me that hook. <laughs> What's the line from the Megan Thee Stallion song? The Captain Hook. Fuck yeah, oh give me that hook, daddy. Oh yes, daddy. Oh my god, get the Crisco, babe. So we're fucking Candyman. Plus it's Tony um, Todd. I know, fuck, Tony, Tony Todd, that, that deep ass voice. I'm so down. Um, so we're gonna fuck Candyman. We're gonna kill Pinhead, right? I don't know, it's your life. Well, this is the game of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna kill Pinhead because why not? And then I'll marry Leatherface because he's hot and beefy. Sure, but when I'm playing against him in Dead by Daylight, I scream. Oh, yeah, because he's terrifying. He squeals. I mean, <laughs> you don't think he wouldn't squeal in bed? Come on, I don't mind squeal in bed. I don't mind a squeal in bed. <laughs> I hope my mom doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> my mom is going to listen to this episode. And your mom is probably going to have a few opinions. Hi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's see. I okay. think, mm, I think I'm going to kill Pinhead only because I feel like he'd be really needy. Like, I, I feel like I, I would fuck Pinhead and Pinhead would be like, well, why didn't you call me back? You know, like I left one of my nails in your bed. Like you didn't, you didn't want to tell me that I left it there. So I, like, think, it'd be more, <laughs> I think it'd be more like, Why'd you give me your soul? <laughs> uh, no, so killing Pinhead, and I think I'm actually gonna marry Candyman because I feel like Candyman would just treat me right. I feel like Tony Todd would always make sure that like I'm just okay, and I'll live with the hook. You know, let's see how far mm -hmm. we can go. Is it to the knuckles or what? I agree with that. I think Ken. Mm -hmm. I think Tony Todd would totally make you feel secure and covered in bees. And I think I would fuck Leatherface just because I want to. You, you, I feel like everybody wants to know like. It's big, right? I know he's got a big dick. I just he works it. at a goddamn meat factory for crying out loud. It's got you know he's got a big compensating. Meat. <laughs> I feel no Leatherface. I'll fuck him. But what does she say in scary movie? Oh, that's not my boyfriend. 
I mean, I fucked him a couple of times, but that's it. Uh, the next ones, I actually had to look up yours, Easton, because you picked some <laughs> really deep cuts on those ones. So we have Tommy Jarvis from Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Mm -hmm. We also also have Nathan Murphy, who we will be talking about today on The Leprechaun. Mm -hmm. He is our wonderful painter. And then we have Glenn from Nightmare on Elm Street, Johnny fucking Depp. This is a difficult one. I'm not going to lie. I had to really <laughs> sit down with my morals and think about this one. What did that you pick? That is a toughie. Uh, all right. Well, I would have to say we're just going to go ahead and kill off Nathan to start. <laughs> he's, you know, it's gonna be useless just like always. So, so useless. <laughs> I feel like he's kind of a knockoff version of the others. So, you know, just kind of toss that out. Oh, and yeah. He's then, the 99 cent store version. And then it gets tough. <laughs> I would have to say I'd probably fuck Tommy just because I feel like he's gonna get too clingy. He's gonna be a little possessive. <laughs> and then, okay. You know, I would have to marry a. Uh, Johnny Depp, of course, that, you know. Yeah. That's like a I've been saying one. that crop top. I'll, I'll stick with that. <laughs> crop top life. I can fully agree with those. And I think I'm going to kill Tommy only because Friday the 13th, the final chapter is kind of my least favorite of the Fridays. And that's including uh, Jason X. But I. Mm, you and love then I, Jason X. I love Jason <laughs> X. Jason X is so fun. Um, and then I think I'm going to fuck Nathan. But just because I want to steal his purple vest that he has, I think it's very keen. And then I'm going to marry His Aladdin vest? <laughs> <laughs> yes, his Aladdin vest. And then you said, uh, marry Glenn. Yeah, because it's Johnny Depp. I've just, the crop top, it's mesmerizing. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think I'm going to have to 100% agree with Easton on his choices. Uh, definitely kill Nathan. Right, that was what you said. Kill Nathan, or mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. and then uh, fuck Tommy and and Mary Glenn. I would I would love to see Johnny Depp walk around in a crop top all day. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all in agreement. We're all gonna marry Glenn. That'll be fun, sister wives. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm. I had to include some other players for our kill Mary. So we have. Mm -hmm. Annie Wilkes from Misery. We have yes. Carrie White, Carrie, and then The Nun from The Nun. This one's a little tough, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have to say that we're going to kill Carrie just because, <gasps> you know, I don't really need that age difference going on. I feel like she's still in high school. Oh, that makes sense. Happen. Maybe not. Well, then I get so. But... If it'll make it feel better, we'll play by like <laughs> Riverdale rules. They're teenagers, okay, but they're okay. played by like. 24 25 year olds yeah we're not predators on this no podcast. no still pass on carrie though she, <laughs> she scares me a little bit she scares me she's got a little too many mommy issues going on i can't handle that uh, mm -hmm. true and then i'd have to fuck the nun you're gonna fuck the nun yeah I'm gonna <laughs> fuck the nun. <laughs> i did not see that one coming <laughs> Oh, what a God. twist. Uh, oh, y'all wanted a twist, eh? <laughs> and uh, the main reason I say that is because I would have to marry Annie because as psycho as she is, all she wants is me to stay home and take care of me, you know? So very, I can very get valid. <laughs> wow. Those are smart choices. I can't lie with that. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I'll go next. 
<clears throat> I'm definitely going to start off with Killing the Nun. Not going near that. <laughs> don't want any of that. Never tasted that. Can't have any of that. But I think I would fuck Annie and marry Carrie. What is the reasoning? I would want to be married to Carrie because she can she can do shit telepathically. She can mm-hmm. fuck with people in traffic. I got serious <laughs> road rage. Me and her would be like a, a great pair. Like we could fuck with people in traffic on the 405. She That's your first thought in the back. is traffic though. You're yeah. so LA. But your first thought you... is need someone who's gonna fuck with the traffic. I got <laughs> But what if you guys get in an argument? Now you can't leave. She's gonna fuck with you while you're past the door. What are you gonna do? I know we just met Easton, but I'm a fighter. I love to fight, I love to argue. I will take a bitch down. I'm about to beat this bitch up. <laughs> and then I had, and then I would just have to fuck Annie on by default. I mean, there's no real choice there. I mean, I feel like she hasn't had it in a minute, so she'd probably give it good, good. She got that. Hey, box. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> then I'm gonna kill Annie. Because either I don't really want to fuck her, and I really don't want to marry her as much as I know she's going to take care of me. Um, I know I can't step a toe out of line. I can't do anything. I can't look at anyone. God forbid she finds out I'm gay. Um, <laughs> um, I think I'm going to... We're playing by Riverdale rules here, so I'm going to sleep with Carrie, but I'm going to marry the nun because I feel like that'd be fun. You know, she doesn't talk much, but like, babe, babe, go do that picture thing again. Go scare them. (laughs) Shut up. You're so Uh. stupid. I feel like it'd be a match made in heaven. That'd be fun. Uh, She'd be like, you'd have her portrait like hanging in the hallway and you'd be like on your way to go take a shower and she'd do the portrait thing. You'd be like, babe, stop. I already told you to stop doing that. again (laughs) i'm so down and then to finish out we have to finish out with the big three jason freddie and michael yeah yeah this one uh you know is one that i think almost every horror fan has probably had to contemplate at some point so (laughs) (laughs) uh i would have to say we're killing freddie uh i can't handle him being there during the day and in my dreams i need some space to myself (laughs) at some point (laughs) none of that (laughs) Oh, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then it really just comes down to, you know, who I want to spend more time with. Because they're both silent, Jason and Michael. Both pretty big. But during the summer, Jason can't come with me and go swimming. He's afraid of the water. What am I going to (laughs) do? I can't go enjoy activities. So I feel Mm -hmm. like he's probably going to be a fun fling and then move on. So (laughs) I love the I love reasoning. The reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's hard to okay. argue up against that. Okay, so no, you're fucking are... you're fucking Jason and you're marrying Michael is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's beautiful. I love that. That's true love. <laughs> That's great. I have to agree 100% for slightly different reasons. Um, <laughs> I agree with killing Freddy for the same reason. I mm-hmm. don't need that motherfucker creeping into my dreams, seeing what I'm dreaming about, fucking with my dreams. Like mm-hmm. that—that's my personal private time. He would totally get you in your nightmares when he's like, "I feel like you weren't talking to me today." <gasps> like, what? <laughs> I- <laughs> Could you imagine? He's like, he'd come into my dreams. So you mad that I didn't do the dishes? <laughs> It's like, well, on your podcast, so, you said you like fighting. Now you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Killer Freddy. Um, 
and then I have to fuck Jason just because I think he's really beefy and hot. And then Michael, because that's that's my number one. That's that's daddy right there. And he's quiet. <laughs> he's not gonna bother me. He'll just sit there and watch movies and he'll probably even choke up too. Oh yeah, no. Imagine he that. you know he's gonna use a pumpkin as a bong. You know he's gonna use a pumpkin as a bong. Yes, could you imagine? As a gas mask. <gasps> Sick. And just smoke billowing <laughs> out of his little smile. Oh, I love that. And I feel like this is, we won for gold. Way to go, team. I'm answering the same <laughs> exact way yes, for my answer. Three for three. Woo! What did we win? <laughs> Another drink. Yay! <laughs> I agree. Freddie would annoy the shit out of me. I just know he'd be all up in my business. Uh, why did you have a dream about that other guy tonight? It was just like, I can't, I can't control my dreams, Fred. It was like, we've been over this. Uh, I'm definitely going to fuck Jason only because I feel like Jason's a little bit more fucked up under the mask. And I don't know if I can marry that every day. And I know mm. he's got real bad mommy issues. So yeah, I'm not about that. Fair, and fair. then Michael, like, you know, Michael's got a big dick. No, <laughs> that big knife has got to be a euphemism for something. Again, we're going back to who's packing here. Again, I'm going to say compensation. <laughs> <laughs> He's carrying around that big butcher knife for a reason. It's not realistic. It's just not realistic. We are going to be moving on to our illustrious award-winning series for today's episode. <laughs> Razzie award-winning. <laughs> uh, this week, we are going to be talking about the Leprechaun series from 1994 to 1997. All right, guys, this week's special episode comes with a fun drinking game. Yes, we are all getting fucked up this episode. So here (laughs) are some super fun rules to help you get fucked up with us. Do you want to start us off? Gladly. Every time you hear this little shit's laugh, (laughs) take a swig. Take a sip, take a hit, whatever you need to do. (laughs) So every time we mention a kill, take a sip. Every time we mispronounce a name wrong, so you'll probably get fucked up on my end. (laughs) I apologize. Uh, Take a swig. Every time we say leprechaun, take a sip. Every time we mention him shining his goddamn shoes, (laughs) take a chug. Uh, Take a drink every time we give a rating, whether it's good or bad. (laughs) And when someone recites a wonderful poem of the leprechauns, please try and drink the whole time we're reciting the poem. Ooh, <laughs> you're real messed up. Uh, take a drink whenever his gold doubloons are mentioned. So please prepare to get fucked up. Bring a drink by your side. And every time you hear his laugh, take a sip. We bring, definitely did. Bring drinks, bring joints, bring blunts, bring bongs, bring bowls, bring whatever Next you one. need Another to, one. Get, <laughs> to get through this series of this because Lord knows you're going to need some help. And now our feature presentation literally the entire hey. series because we can't dedicate a- an episode per movie <laughs> i re- i refuse to do that <laughs> and and we're only touching on the first four so we're not touching on leprechaun in the hood or it goes back to the hood nor origins which was a hot poo poo mess on its own there's eight <laughs> movies total they just came out with in 2018 or 2017 Leprechaun returns and Warwick is in six of the eight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's just not in the mm-hmm. origins ones. Nope. But um, 
listeners can stream this on Amazon Prime for rent or purchase. It was on HBO Max, but I think HBO Max realized what they had and they're like, <laughs> let's take this off. But I was able to find it on Peacock for free with ads. Mm-hmm. Before we begin our regular shift at TCQ video, 420, what you smoking? What did you pair with this week's episode or where are you high on right now? Right now, I am smoking on Black Fire OG crossed with Rainbow Jelly. It's an infused oh pre roll. God. Yeah. So fancy and delicious. Yeah. What was I that figured last Rainbow, one? Rainbow Jelly seemed fitting for today's episode. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I am currently still smoking on shit we got from our plug. <laughs> Do you still not know the name of it? No. <laughs> I, literally, I literally have it like in huge mason jars in the cupboard. <laughs> I I want your storage. Like your storage for your weed is immaculate and it's beautiful. And the organization is just perfection. I need to Thank get you. to that point in my, my weed journey. We try, we try. <laughs> uh, I ended up smoking a mix of lemon pound cake with Fluffhead and it's very delicious because Fluffhead tastes like berries and then you get that lemon, but it also tastes like gasoline. So it's, mm, wow, just. Anybody who doesn't smoke has no idea. <laughs> it was just so bad about you threw that in there, gasoline. <laughs> oh, Jesus, gross. It works, it works. In order for me to watch these movies, the first movie I watched with Easton and I, I hadn't been that drunk in a very long time <laughs> in order to get through that damn movie. Uh, Wait, we were plastered. I was Wait, plastered. You guys started from the first one, like from one to four? I went one to four. I went full method <laughs> and watched all four. Claude, do you? <laughs> I, just, I couldn't. You went Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> went Daniel no country Day-Lewis. for old men. And Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> I I tried anyway. Some of them were, I, I got to the point where it was just playing in the background and I was either scrolling through my phone or cooking dinner. <laughs> um, but I didn't go in order either. I started with three because mm-hmm. that's my favorite one. And me and Richard watched that together. And then I jumped to one and then I watched in order. So I watched one, two, I, ordered, I started three, one, two, four. I mean, if you need to mix it up and shuffle it <laughs> to, in order to get through this series, go right ahead. The funny thing is, you don't have to watch them in order because oh no they don't have any content and they don't oh, no they they don't really relate to each other in any sort of way and and they contradict each other along the way like there's no need to have to watch this movie in order there's no need to watch these movies so <laughs> friend, we recommend not watching them <laughs> <laughs> if i had to recommend any of these movies two or three are my favorite like if I had to oh, pick, yeah. okay, I'm not even gonna say favorite. They're my most tolerable. Or two, <laughs> <laughs> two and three for me are 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 keen. Mm-hmm. If we had to rank all of these little shits, the, all of these w- w- wonderful bastard movies, how would you rank them from uh, least favorite to? God, I'm gonna recommend this guy. This is it. This is my Oscar recommendation. <laughs> oh well i would you know preface by saying if you're gonna watch them i would go ahead and pay to get rid of the ads because i could not sit through it with ads that's too brutal (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's totally (laughs) try and get through this as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. i would say 
probably I still like the first one. That one probably still takes the cake for me just because it's got Jennifer Aniston. Always enjoy seeing her on screen. Uh, I like that purple Aladdin vest, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's got some redeeming qualities. We you love know? looks. We love a good uh, look. I would say in space has to come after that. <laughs> as absolutely as ridiculous as it is, I love that it just decides to be an alien knockoff and not hold back at all. Straight so. up. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> and then it's a toss-up between three and two. It's been a while since I've seen those ones. So so is, so is you're ranking them from the ones that you like to the ones that you don't or the ones mm -hmm. that you... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the first one, one was my favorite. Four. four my second. And then it's a toss-up for the bottom two. That's so interesting that those are your least favorite. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why are, why are those your least favorite? I just, there's something about the first one. I think the nostalgia of the first time seeing it and not, you know, being young enough that it wasn't as ridiculous to me as it is now. <laughs> uh, I think I still have a little bit of that. And I, don't know, I think there's just in space gives me that Jason X, no it's real the, reason for the any ridiculousness of, this to happen, of it. So I enjoy that. <laughs> I love that. That's such an interesting ranking. Um, that's not what I would have guessed the first time, but okay, I'm glad that you like space that much. That's suspicious. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't quite agree. That's uh, many people for, probably would. For my top four, or for my ranking, my number one will always be number three. Uh, when he goes to Vegas, it's my, for, I don't know, for the same reason that uh, the nostalgia feel for number one for the first one for you I have the nostalgia for number three for some reason that's the one that sticks out in my head I have really memorable kills mm -hmm. um, and then it goes two which still isn't my favorite but there was more story there than one or four there was a plot then, line <laughs> uh huh and then uh, my number three pick is the first one with Jennifer Aniston it's got I know you love this one Easter, but <laughs> god damn <laughs> The acting in it was horrendous. Love is a strong word, okay? I had four <laughs> options. That one was the top. Listen, um, we've been on a few dates, okay? But I'm not going to say that we're together just yet. Uh, so space is your final. And then, yeah, number four, space is my absolute top. I mean, bottom, sorry. They're all uh, bottoms. No, it's horrendous. It is horrendous. Oh, yeah. It is probably, we've watched some really bad movies on this podcast so far. Mm -hmm. And it's probably the worst movie we've seen out of all of those movies. Ever. Not even just on this podcast. Ever <laughs> in my life. And I, oh, I can't wait to talk about that one. Um, I would probably rank them. I think I might agree with Jackie. Three. Because Vegas, it's, it's just the biggest setup for me that makes it funny. Space, it just, it's... It's just stupid. It's just it so was too ridiculous. <laughs> yes. It's so bad. It's so I think it would go three. Two's really bad, but it has one of my favorite kills is the uh, the titty uh, lawnmower oh kill. Lawnmower yeah. <laughs> titties. Yeah. It's so good. So it's probably three, two. And I would probably watch space over one, to be quite honest. Really? Well, because I. <sighs> You know what? I take that back because space <laughs> is far more rapey and like gross along those lines. 
It is. It's so bad. He is so bad in that movie. At yeah. one point in Ooh. space, one of the doctors starts making out with the princess that passed out on the slab. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Watch Sleeping Beauty. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Got me there, I'm bitch. Not, I'm not touching that. <laughs> So it's it's three two four the no three two one then four I, I, I take back space space doesn't really have any redeeming qualities. <laughs> I yeah I agree and I love <laughs> I love your own <laughs> these <laughs> these subtitles that you wrote for your picks are that you oh, re- <laughs> oh okay so, <laughs> do you want to read them because they're yes, fucking hilarious so. For the listeners at home, I wrote quite a bit for this one. I have not done this much re- much research for an episode ever. And I ever I was watching these stupid movies, and I'm like, these need different names. So it's the same question for both of you. If you were to rename these any fucking title you want to give it, what would you give it? Because for me, the first Leprechaun is Leprechaun, the beginning. I feel like it's very fitting. The second Leprechaun is Leprechaun, how Lep got his groove back. Because it's just... <laughs> Because it's just him trying to find a wife. The third one uh-huh. is Leprechaun 3. I was a teenage werelep. <laughs> that one got me because it was so fitting. Oh, and then the fourth one is uh, Star Wars Attack of the Lep. Because it's just a ripoff of like every space movie ever. You're so fucking stupid. I swear I love it. This Funny is what happened. Enough. I swear to God, we're like, this is why we have a podcast together because we're on the same wavelength. I didn't come up with um, like one for each one of them like you did. But when I was taking notes, when I was watching two, (laughs) I wrote, I was writing notes and I wrote, uh, Leprechaun gets lucky, question mark. Remember the tagline? (laughs) Remember the tagline for Bride of Chucky where it said Chucky gets lucky? That's what I kept thinking of. And then I also wrote Bride. Rose. I also wrote Bride of Leprechaun. Yeah. How great would that have been? <laughs> I think that I legitimately think that was one of the running names for that. The sequel is known as the one where he gets a wife. Mm-hmm. So from all of these films, I need to ask and I need to know what was your favorite kill out of all of these? <laughs> like one kill from all four movies? If you had to pick one kill from all four movies. Okay. And I immediately know which one's mine because I feel like it's the most queer choice. Yay! Do you need time, Easton? Should we go first? Yeah, you guys go ahead. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first, Jackie? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, absolutely, I want to go first. Mine okay, go. is, <laughs> mine is from uh, the third movie. Is when he's in Vegas and it's with Loretta and it's when he makes her inflate ridiculously from her lips from her beautiful rump and then from her big old bitties and then she explodes it is fantastic because that's also when he gives us in my opinion his best rhyme it's a bigger is good but jumbo is dear i'll give you boobs (laughs) that stick out to here i'm just like yes (laughs) give me the fantasy Yes, I love that. That's one of my favorite kills in the entire series, if not my favorite. And that's part of the reason why that number three is my favorite is because the rhymes were great. The kills were great. Like they were so campy and cheesy. I, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, three. that's why three is my number one. <laughs> um, but funny enough, my favorite kill didn't come from number three, even though that is a close contender. Um, my favorite kill came from part two, how Stella got her groove back. Um <laughs> And it's the um, 
the espresso machine kill where he with he, Michael McDonald <laughs> <laughs> when they kill off Michael McDonald and they melt his flesh off with the steam from the steam wand and I literally wrote it in my notes I was like come on death by espresso machine I was like it's so 90s <laughs> to get killed by at an espresso bar by an espresso machine because he was drunk as shit, so the leprechaun Just needed so five bad. cups of coffee. <laughs> uh, such a ridiculous, ridiculous, like, script. Easton, what was your favorite kill? It is time. It's a tough one. Uh, I love the lawnmower boobies from Lep's new group. <laughs> you know, that's solid. <laughs> but I have to say, you know, I know you guys don't like it, but four probably has to have my favorite kill. I gotta go back to that, you know, being alien, but you know, having the face hugger come from the penis was just chef's kiss for me. <laughs> so, leprechaun out of his dick, no! that sold it. <laughs> oh my God, I'm offended. <laughs> what kills me for that kill is that his one-liner when he pops out of his dick is always use a prophylactic. <laughs> oh my God. Hold on, pump the brakes here, because I don't. What's a prophylactic? It's a condom. It's it's say it's like when you use safety uh -huh. during sex. Oh, is it just another word for protection? I believe so. You have a nurse wife, is that it? I think so. Uh, you're putting me on the spot now. I, don't... <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie. When he said that, I was like, I feel like it's condom. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna go with yeah. It's it's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, that that, <laughs> that kill was fu I th that's funny enough. That kill is in my notes as well because it was so fucking ridiculous. Uh, I love it. I love his one liner before he dies. He's shake hands with the big fella. Oh mm. my <laughs> god! Way to ask for a hand job. That's the only way that it's gonna go down. When those bars open back up, best believe. Hey, shake my hand with the big fella. <laughs> Boom, it's gonna be a copy, you're gonna get arrested. <laughs> Daddy, chill. What the hell is even that? I can't, I, those are all excellent kills and I love that they're all from different movies because this movie, the end of the day, the reason why people love it so much in the horror community is that it's all the things that we love, ridiculousness, one-liners, a creepy creature, bad acting a lot of the time and just like it's can <laughs> most of the time Mo most <laughs> yeah. of the time it yeah um by all means anybody who hasn't seen this franchise or are slowly dipping their toe into the horror community um do not take this movie seriously by any means <laughs> there's um, nothing to read into it there's nothing there's to read nothing <laughs> to read into the people no the, but but like we said like this movie is pure camp with these like cheesy one-liners, these cheesy rhymes, these ultra like ridiculous, but sometimes most of the time creative kills. Like towards the end of the series, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the like. True. Yeah, yeah, you're right. In the first one, it's very boring. It's very basic. But in two and three and four, that's when the kills get really fun and creative. Yeah, because they don't have much money, so they're like, "What the fuck can we do? <laughs> How are we, we gonna have? sell these tickets? Let's like shoot someone in the space and blow them the fuck up." Exactly. <laughs> Lep explodes four times in the four films. He explodes, and that is how he dies every single time. Did anyone else pick that up? Yeah, I caught it. And he comes back every single time, like as if nothing fucking happened. 
because none of these movies matter. It's whose line is it anyway, where the points don't matter. <laughs> this film is ridiculousness. And I feel like, okay, so the film came out in 1993. It was conceived, directed, written by Mark Jones. And essentially what he wanted to do is he wanted to play off of uh, another type of serial killer since they were coming out at the time. He originally was working in television and he wanted to make his big break. So he thought, yeah, low budget horror films are gonna be my ticket into Hollywood. I've never really heard of anyone breaking out into the business unless you're like Wes Craven or one of the greats that can possibly turn some stuff out. But he was inspired by Lucky Charms commercials and he wanted to turn his own take on it because he wanted to see a scary leprechaun. <laughs> Did it work? No. <laughs> it, it worked as well as it probably could have. For 94, <laughs> That's <fair>. probably. <laughs> That's fair to say. Because at this time, we've already had our Jasons, we've already had our Freddies. What I want, I want, I genuinely want to know if anyone is terrified of the Leprechaun. Does, is there someone who's actually scared of this little shit? I'm sure there somebody is. Somebody probably is. I'm, yeah. I hate to say, but somebody that's, you know, lower than your knees running at you probably freaks some people out so <laughs> i was gonna bring that up because there are legitimate people with phobias of yeah. little people um and although you know i mean the leprechaun just happens to be played by a little person so i mean i feel like that would feed into their phobia of little people this is true the the leprechaun is played by the amazing the famous warwick yeah, davis holy Woo! crap uh, Warwick, like I stated earlier, was the main villain. He starred in six of the eight goddamn films. And in my opinion, the hardest working man in Hollywood. He's mm -hmm. touched almost every single great franchise and he's been in mm -hmm. almost every single one of them. He started, in, uh, he started off in 1983 with uh, Return of the Jedi for Star Wars. And he's been in almost every single film since going mm -hmm. all the way up to Rise of Skywalker. What a badass. Oh yeah. Funny. So Harry Potter too. Willow, yeah. Willow, Chronicles of Narnia, and then Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's done everything. Fucking way to go. List goes on and on. Despite everything else in these movies, he gave his all to that role. So, you know, we'll give him yes. that. Yes. Uh, yeah, give credit did. where credit is due. He really did. And much like Robert England, I feel like he really mm -hmm. embraced the character. And I love that he played the Leprechaun in, every, well, almost every single iteration of the movie, much like Robert England did, except for the reboot. And uh, I have to give him credit because apparently he did Willow and he wasn't getting many offers. And then he wanted to do this because it was against type. And you can totally tell that he, he gives his 100% all as much as he can. And he's the only one in these movies who's aware <laughs> what type of movies these are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except for, and we'll get to it, three. I three very much knew what kind of movie it was, mm -hmm. I feel like. Um, mm -hmm. And we'll get more into that when we get to it. Well, we'll start with one. Mm -hmm. One was released on January 8th, 1993. It is most famous besides having <laughs> Warwick and being the first in the series, but having Jennifer Aniston as Tori. This came out a year before she would be on Friends. So right on the cusp of her hitting mm -hmm. it big. How does she do for the both of you? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a no for me, Doug. It's a no for me, Doug. Why? What? Why? She was not delivering. 
you could i mean and granted <clears throat> this may have just been like you know first first time jitters this was her first this was her mm-hmm. quote-unquote breakout role unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um so it might have been like first day jitters you know this is the first time on an actual like production it's kind of mm-hmm. nerve-wracking like me i don't know about you easton but me and nick mm-hmm. come from like the film and photography background where you know coming to sets kind of like a new adventure every time and regardless of how many sets you've worked on or how many films you've done uh coming to a brand new set with a brand new crew is still kind of nerve-wracking so i'm i'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt here that she probably had first day jitters but let's be real the entire movie she flatlined (laughs) she didn't even flatline she was dead on arrival she just it didn't (laughs) it's i can't tell if it's jennifer herself that i can't stand or if it's the writing that i can't stand. i was just gonna say her character is insufferable I think she suffers from the same thing that Kristen Stewart had with Twilight, where it might not be that she didn't deliver, but that was the character that was written and there wasn't much to deliver. And she's delivered in almost every role since. So it's hard to say, was that first role jitters or was that just the character? So that that's is such a very, very, point. Mm-hmm. very, very true. I did not consider that. So it was just, you know, fucking heated from watching this <laughs> shitty series. I, I can't it. blame you. I wanted I a nitpick. I want a fucking grill. Trust me, bitch, I got notes. We are grilling the shit out of these movies. Cut the cameras. Dead end. They're written in red ink over and over again. <laughs> Scribbled All over work and no play make Raymond a dull boy. <laughs> Z- I, I feel like it's both because you, I feel like you can tell mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston this is you can feel this is like her first time you can feel like she's like I don't I don't know where my marks at I don't know where to look <laughs> yeah. like I don't I don't know what to do and the writing because Tori as a character mm-hmm. I want to fucking slap and I have to bring up my least favorite part is when she's cleaning up the barn with what's his face Nathan and <laughs> Nathan goes one way and she goes to the truck and then all of a sudden the lep starts like caressing her thigh and she's just like Nathan oh, how did he get under the truck come on <laughs> she was it's... so eager to like get that dick she was willing to like <laughs> believe anything the the wind like brushed against her neck and she's like oh Nathan <laughs> <laughs> it's the vest you know <laughs> You mentioned when we brought up the Leprechaun series, right, that when you were watching, you thought her dad was her boyfriend. So when Nathan popped up, you were like, uh, <laughs> wh- why is he, why are you just hitting on this guy right here? Your boyfriend, your I man's did, here. Legitimately, like from the jump of Leprechaun 1, I was bored. I was already bored from like <laughs> the minute the credits started. Because I think it started with like these long, boring opening credits. And so I was already bored. Yeah. And so I kind of tuned out and I, for some reason, I thought that Jennifer, well, quote unquote, Jennifer Aniston's dad was her man. So when she started flirting with Nathan, I was like, bitch, you came up here with one man and you're flirting with this. I was highly confused. Like, I'm keeping not, it rolling, I'm, keeping it rolling. She's got to keep not, moving. I'm not shaming here. I'm just saying, like, there was a lot going on here, girl. I'm not yucking your yum, darling, but fuck. Yeah. Biting off more than you can chew. <laughs> just a little. So the first film, the main basis and the whole synopsis is that Warwick Davis is a leprechaun and all he wants is his fucking gold. He gets stuck inside the house by an elderly man and his wife and he's stuck there. Jennifer Anderson moves into the house. 
crazy stuff starts happening and they need to fight the leprechaun. That's literally, that's literally all that happens, but it takes forever to happen in this like 93 minute movie. Do you want to tell us our ratings for this fucking movie? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people already know what they're going to be, but yeah, let's go through it. <laughs> so uh, IMDb gave it a 4.8 out of 10. Uh, Metacritic gave it a 17 out of 100. Rotten Tomatoes has got a 21% on the tomato meter and an audience score of 32%. That's higher than like at least three of the films mm-hmm. that we've reviewed on this podcast. <laughs> Not only that, that's higher than what we would have given it. So, Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. It ended up making $8.6 million at the box office off of a rumored $900,000, $800,000 budget. No one has like a confirmed budget finish but it it made back eight times its amount so clearly this little leprechaun casted some sort of spell on someone (laughs) I want to know the fans of this movie I really want to know who likes these movies I think in a way it got a cult classic following and not necessarily that it's good but I feel because it's so cheesy and outlandish it was able to get out of the horror community and get to enough people outside of that whereas a lot of horror movies and things in the genre don't necessarily get that same reach even though they're much better movies that makes a lot of sense because this movie I know was very frequent on sci-fi it's on St. Patrick's Mm -hmm. Day like every fucking year if it's it's got to be streaming somewhere I, I can see I can see that point where it reached a zeitgeist of you have to watch this ridiculous fucking leprechaun movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Much like the fame of the room. I was just gonna bring up the mm-hmm. room. It come on, Timey Wise all. See these movies for me, I feel like they're a great time with friends. I probably enjoyed the movie 10 times more because I watched it with Easton and because I was very inebriated. So that <laughs> definitely helped out a lot. But these movies, they don't ever feel like, I have to give credit where credit is due because these movies feel like they know what they're presenting. Mm-hmm. They know they're not the best. They're aware that they're low budget and that's what they're presenting to you. Because as the movies progress, I would say they get somewhat better as the movies progress, <laughs> except for four. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they they definitely found their like footing. They're like, oh, we're like dark comedy, kind of tongue in cheek, kind of, you know, we got these like Freddy like one liners and like a funny killer. So mm-hmm. we're gonna go with that. And so they I feel like they focused all their time and energy on, you know, his one liners and these creative kills. And then obviously that lacked in like the production <laughs> design and the script <laughs> and the paying of the actors. <laughs> <laughs> Just drag this movie for all it's worth, <laughs> god damn it. But you know it's going to be good when the first kills are pretty much accidental, you know? So When she falls down the stairs and she <laughs> yes. just trips. Oh, it's always so good. So we'll talk about that. The kills in this movie, the first one at least, there's no kills. Like the kills that do happen, they're not memorable. The only one that sticks out in my brain is the pogo stick death. Yes. <laughs> when he hops on that dick and he bounces away. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's gone from there. So that's what amazed me about these movies is that like there's no there's nothing really redeeming for me in them except for Warwick. He is the only redeeming quality for me in at mm-hmm. least the first movie because they also don't deal with the character of what, Ozzy, what's his name? Uh-huh. I I I know 
See, I, <laughs> I didn't want to touch on it either, but I feel like we have to touch on it because yeah. it was obviously this is a movie of its time and 94 it's they the portrayal of ozzy who is a character who has some sort of mental handicap yeah Mm -hmm. a mental incapacity well handicap i can't say this works for drinking (laughs) um (laughs) mental handicap but it it was not handled in the best way it wasn't handled in any it wasn't grounded in any sort of reality and Mm -hmm. it was not sensitive in any way um that, but that goes for literally all of the films because as it progresses yeah. in mm. two it's all about him trying to have a, a, a wife slave essentially and just what that progresses because that moves somewhat into three but it's really prevalent in four and it's in mm-hmm. my opinion the worst at at, at four four is mm. when they go full in like gross sexual predator vibes within the leprechaun but uh, I mean, it came out in '97. I don't really know what to, what else to expect except a, a '90s movie of its time. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the only notes I have for one are, like you said, the pogo stick kill, the fucking <laughs> roller skates. Um, yeah, yeah. The choice roller skates. Yeah, and then <laughs> I literally have three notes for this one. So the death by pogo stick, the roller skates, and then I put redeeming quality is Lep's death. Great practical effects. When he melted true, true. and he exploded, and at we get the, our uh, famous well. line. Yes, at the well. Fun fact: the they were licensed to use Lucky Charms throughout the film, but once Lucky Charms saw all of the video edits and everything, they were like, "Oh, no, 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 we're gonna pull this IP." So of course they had to do reshoots, and upon reshoots, they decided to change a lot of the stuff. And instead of uh, Lucky Charms or whatever on the box, it says, "You just ran out of luck." And in response, they also included the line, "Fuck you, Lucky Charms," which is why we have that kill at the end. Mm-hmm. So fuck you, General Mills. Didn't give us your cereal. <laughs> I mean, they do. They are a child brand, so I can definitely yeah. see them as not being part of their brand. But if you try to associate this gross little snot and deviled little shit as your cereal, you got you got another thing coming. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say for the first one that a lot of the problems come from it being a leprechaun. I feel like if it was a different villain or creature that a lot of the things would have been a little creepier. Like when he picks up her head when she's dead and starts talking with it, it's as not user as a puppet. it's a leprechaun. But <laughs> if it was, you know, like a big scary person or something along those lines, I feel like it might have delivered in that sense more. So it does give it this mm. like heightened sense of like, I can't take this seriously. It's a, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little green guy telling me that he wants his gold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this was. I feel like the first Leprechaun movie is definitely them. They were trying to do something serious. They were really trying to scare people, <laughs> and then I think they realized once it premiered that it wasn't scary, and that people would just enjoy the kind of campiness and dark horror that he brought. And so, like like you said, like two and three is where they kind of start hitting the nail on the head as far as like what their genre is. Yeah, because moving on to it was they began production on to six months after releasing the first Leprechaun. The turnaround was fucking ridiculous. It ended up being released on April 8th, 1994. So full year right after the new director was Rodman Flender. And we have <laughs> two writers, uh, Turi Meyer and Al Septon, because uh, why not? And in this film, it is Lep's 
thousandth birthday in the beginning and he decides he needs a new wife and in order to get a wife did anyone understand how this works the his chosen bride <laughs> needs to sneeze three times and if no one blesses her she's immediately leps and uh-huh. apparently his current slave at the time because he has a new one at that time uh it's his daughter and he blesses her and end up cursing her and saying, I'm going to get your relative another year, thousand years down the line. Why? Why did he wait that long? Apparently Lep can only get married every thousand years. I don't know. I don't get leprechaun lore. It's not as easy as vampire lore. I tend to explain a lot of that stuff, you know? Philly so. that, but in the first movie, if you don't, if you recall, when he got pulled over by the police when he was driving that fucking little car, he said he was <laughs> yeah. six hundred. But in part two, he's a thousand. Don't try and find continuity on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to prove a point here that none of these movies correlate to each other for the yep. most part. So Are leprechaun have- years the same as human years? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they age seven times faster because he looks like shit. that i love his character design i have to give credit that his character design is Mm -hmm. it's it's putrid i don't Mm -hmm. i want don't want to be near him i feel like he smells Mm -hmm. his little walk (laughs) and the claws and he's got like moldy looking teeth and he's got like like green looking freckles almost Mm-hmm. It's a neat character design. The original character design was done by Gabe Bartellos, who ended up doing all four of the ones that mm-hmm. we're covering today. So kudos to him. I'd, the character design is really wicked. He looks disgusting, and I would not want to be near him. So I guess job well done. Uh, okay. The second one also includes, in my opinion, a better setup story, I guess, because in the third one with Vegas, I think it just gets really ridiculous, but that's kind mm-hmm. of the point. The second one is just, it's simple. Lap wants a new wife. This girl that he ends up picking up as his new wife, uh, Siobhan Durkin, who plays Bridget, uh, is his new victim, essentially. And we have to deal with the ramifications of after that. It's a lot clearer than the first one. The first mm-hmm. one just kind of feels like Leprechaun at my spring break house. Even though it's still, like, it's got like a storyline, it's still horrible. <laughs> yeah the characters are pretty insufferable insufferable especially um excuse me especially bridget at first i thought she was sweet and then i literally in my notes says oh my god she's a bitch she's also (laughs) the worst actress i oh yeah (laughs) she's the worst actress she is a bitch because she she's pissed off that her man has to work <laughs> and she he doesn't have time for her that's that's her whole storyline mm-hmm. and then she proceeds to go and, and flirt with somebody else to get him mad and she's just an, an overall bitch in my opinion <laughs> and she wasn't she's probably my least favorite character in this movie if not the entire series really because oh, okay. jennifer aniston is still that for me <laughs> overall not even just for the series <laughs> just jennifer anderson in general uh, the second one is there anything that sticks out in your mind about the second one more than anything else i guess that's how i want to redirect these because for me the only thing that sticks out is that they have the sickest jobs morty and cody the two characters who are running this oh, yeah. amazing like murder 
what do they drive? What is that thing? A hearse. A hearse. Yeah. hearse. Driving a hearse from place to place and just being kick ass because all I think about is American Horror Story. The murder house. That's fair. That's fair. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they have these cool jobs where they, they uh, well, it's sitting down, it's sitting in Los Angeles. And so they drive tourists around LA and they give them like this, like RIP tour where they do like, I don't know, they do like dark sided tours or whatever you want to call dark it. Dark sided. Yeah. Like magic. <laughs> She's not a Christian. Get out. She's tampering in dark sided stuff. Gargoyles, psychics, everything's ungodly. Um, but his coworker Morty is this old drunk who is constantly it's a piece of shit. Get, yeah, essentially. Yeah, we'll just go the short route and call him a piece of shit. And <laughs> he's a really insufferable character. All of them are. Mm. But That's this one we get. This is when we start getting more creative kills. I feel like the their budget doubled. It became two million on this one, even though I can't find. Any confirming sources that can uh, double verify that that's their budget for me. They only, they barely made back their budget. They ended up making 2.3 million at the box office when they ended up going towards it, which is why everything else after this movie is direct to video, which is where it belongs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But this one, they start getting more creative. I feel like Lep starts doing more leprechaun magic and all that other bullshit. Yeah, they definitely mm-hmm. get into like the lore and the magic a lot more than they did with the first one. But we get our famous booby death. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, the lawnmower titties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it a lawnmower or was it a fan? Take your pick, I think. I don't I, I, I don't what killer you're talking about, but I just can remember whichever it was a lawnmower fan. Whichever death is more menacing because Lep <laughs> does his like, I'm speaking in a different voice, so I'm gonna seduce you. And mm-hmm. the guy ends up thinking that. I'm just going to call the lawnmower. The lawnmower is Bridget and he tries to go in for a kiss. And because we don't have the budget for it, we we get a shot of the broom across and then blood splatter. And that's how we get that death. Even though I still think it's a really excellent death. It was a, it was decent. Yeah. It's not bad. They do do a lot of the uh, off screen, you know, they definitely didn't have a budget to pull off everything that they wanted to. So they have to tease a lot of it, but. Warwick was pulling double duty. Delivers in a way. (laughs) (laughs) It still doesn't be, in my opinion, the death by espresso machine. That's my favorite kill from that one. And in the overall series. That's fair. I freaked out when John and I were watching it. It was like, that's Michael McDonald. That's Stuart. That's Stuart from Matt TV, babe. (laughs) You best know your history. (laughs) Also, this is... I mean, not that it's saying much, um, but this also kind of diverges from the original kind of storyline that they set in Leprechaun 1, where he's only after his his golden coins or doubloons, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Mm-hmm. He's and got a new Leprechaun, motive. And Lepre- <laughs> he does have a new motive in Leprechaun 2. In Leprechaun 2, he's just after gold, like straight up gold, everybody's gold, anybody's gold, mm-hmm. because I wrote gold down in my member. notes... Uh, <laughs> I wrote down in my notes uh, that he rips a little homeless man's gold tooth, and I thought I forgot that was about horrendous. That. And I it was like, oh, "Okay, horrendous. so we're not just after your golden doubloons. Now we're just a greedy bottom, and you want everything." <laughs> <gold." laughs> you're, you're foul. <laughs> but this is when he starts getting a lot more menacing because he, in my opinion, it is the most sadistic. It, does Morty die when? 
Morty thinks he tricks him and he puts him in the safe and he's like, I get my wish. I want your gold. And so the leprechaun gives him his gold Mm. and that pot of gold starts forming in his stomach and it just looks painful and it's disgusting. And it, 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 it makes me sick just looking at it because the special effects are super sick. They literally make his stomach look like there's a giant cauldron inside mm-hmm. there and he just like drags it across the floor. It's really <laughs> effective and it's it's probably the worst way someone would want to die. But I want oh, yeah. more of that. Instead of that, I just get Lep trying to get his dick wet. The whole lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's been a thousand years, all right? He's got, get on. <laughs> Yay. And not because it matters, but because I found it interesting. Our tomato score of 6% and an audience score of 29%, an IMDb score of 4.6 out of 10. And I literally could not find any other ratings <laughs> anywhere else. Nobody wants to touch this movie with a 10-foot pole. Nobody, not and really. I don't blame them. It feels rushed. It feels like they did not have enough money. They did not have enough time. This <laughs> was filmed in 14 days, if I remember correctly. <gasps> Shut up. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. It, it shows... We- absolutely shows but we do get our sick ass leprechaun mario kart cart cart mario kart cart a cart we got a words words (laughs) we get our sick ass leprechaun go-kart they're not all called mario karts i'm not there was a go-kart in part two too yeah he like tricks it out and shit and he almost (gasps) runs him over oh yeah 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 they love to put Mm -hmm. him in a tiny car Oh, I forgot to ask on the first one. For your first one, what would you give it a rating out of five? You guys both look very torn. Okay. <laughs> this is definitely uh, I'll go first. Choice. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first one, I'm going to have to give it a, a two out of five. It's generous. It's very generous. <laughs> <laughs> and that's only because I'm reserving my one star for another one. Oh, <laughs> shit. Easton, employee in training. What are we giving the I first I would have to gun? probably agree. I would say a two. Uh, it was pretty awful, but I did really like the pogo and, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the well effects at the end. So I'll give it a little bit more than the one right? star. Yeah. Those practical effects at the end are sick. <laughs> they they're the saving grace. I give it a one and a half out of five. Ooh, like it, she it, mad mad. <laughs> I do, all the characters are super insufferable, and that's kind of like the mo for the entire series. But in this one in particular, I just find them just idiotic, and I just I don't I don't care for any of them. And they shoot Lep a ridiculous amount of times with that <laughs> shotgun. And no one can get it done. So for me, it's a one and a half out of five. That's totally fair. I, yeah. I see your point. For two, uh, also known as uh, just Lep 2 getting it on, Stella's got her groove back. <laughs> what would you give it? If you have any other notes you want to give about Lep 2, please let it be known. I might have to give this one. A- <laughs> I can't. I, I wish they could see your faces just because every time I ask, it's just like... Oh man! It's, how brutal do you want to be? You know, you gotta decide. <laughs> you know, fuck it. This is our podcast. Be as brutal as you want. Uh, no, I would say I give it a two point five. I like 
more storyline to it. I think it's got a little okay. more redeeming qualities than the first one. Uh, also, I just like the idea of a guy named Morty driving around a hearse. I like the mortician <laughs> pun, so I'll take it. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I think I'm going to have to like up you a little bit and go for a three out of five. That is very, very generous. <laughs> I maybe I'm filling the drink. I don't know. Uh, like you said, like the characters were much more flushed out in this one. Um, there was a, somewhat of a storyline in this one. I had one of my favorite deaths in the entire series. I had some great one liners. Mm-hmm. And come on, fin- finger looking good. Remember, he said finger looking good after he fried the. <laughs> the only note that i have written for any of them is because it's when he's drinking and he gets fucked up and he's working with the ashtray and he like knocks it down but he says drink what you want drink what you're able if you drink with me you'll be under the table and just the fact that the leprechaun gets tore up from the floor up is the only reason why i'm giving it a two and a half out of five because i love let being drunk i think it's adorable and i wish i had more of that that's fair that's fair so moving on leprechaun 3 vegas it is my favorite one out of all of them vegas, it is probably baby. the most redeeming one Fame. just for the setting alone it looks like they know what they're doing with their money this time around they only had a budget of 1.2 million their budget from the second one was slashed rightfully so they didn't make any fucking money back so who's gonna who's gonna invest but this one kind of the same plot kind of sort of not really uh lep was a statue with a really nice necklace he gets sold off into some las vegas pawn shop and he wreaks havoc while some other new college student comes into town scott and then scott ends up falling in love with this new girl tammy like the minute that he meets her and scott essentially becomes (laughs) he starts turning into a leprechaun because he gets attacked by lep by lep (laughs) and other things starts happening that's your whole chaos ensues chaos (laughs) ensues yeah i mean ashley romp this is my favorite out of the series and that's not saying much it's the best of the worst (laughs) um but it has like this is like you said this is definitely where they start to find their footing and start really realizing like what kind of movie they were and it's, it's the this... only footing that they that they can <laughs> <laughs> this whole series this is also the start of their direct to to home video correct mm-hmm. it was released on June 27th 1995 a quick uh, turnaround on that motherfucker too shoo, that was a really yeah. fast turnaround um but yeah like i it's very campy it's got great rhymes and jokes it's got an elvin elvis impersonator for christ's sakes so <laughs> i don't know i thought the vegas setting really lended itself pretty well to mm-hmm. the leprechaun series because he kind mm-hmm. of was oh, kind of like i don't know i feel like there's a phrase for it but he was like twisting people's wishes on them like oh mm-hmm. you want this well i'm gonna mm-hmm. twist it on you and give it to you this way which i appreciated oh y'all wanted a twist eh Season six, let's get sick, yeah. yeah, bitch, work. It definitely lent <laughs> itself to like a more of a, it raises the stakes because we didn't get to really play with wishes. We kind of did in the second one. In the third one, it's way more. We also get more lore. Apparently, Lep really fucking likes potatoes. He also, <laughs> are you surprised? 
very true. I mean, if he's going to have some sort of quality, it's going to have to be that. He's from Ireland. Of course he gets tore up and likes potatoes. The Vegas setting, I agree. It it plays really well because with Vegas, you everything's heightened. Every nothing is real in Vegas. So you get to really play with mm. some weird shit in Vegas. We get magicians in this Vegas edition. Yeah. Uh Fazio, who's probably one of my favorite characters. We of get course. homoerotic bouncers slash <laughs> what are the sharks are they called technically? Is that what they're called? People uh are you talking about the loan sharks yeah loan sharks art mm-hmm. and tony they're totally banging each other you think so oh they were totally banging each other if not they were really on the verge <laughs> <laughs> they had a moment in the car <laughs> for me this one the characters it's not that i like these i like these characters a little bit more but these characters have more personality than Mm-hmm. any of the characters in the rest of the series yeah these characters are more like caricatures where they're really like over the top and mm. ridiculous so it made mm-hmm. the f- it it just lended itself much more to this to the setting where it's like oh we're in vegas and everybody's over the top and ridiculous and we have like 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 i said caricatures where like these dirty people run this uh cd casino yeah cd casino vegas where they're cheating people out of their money um I don't know. It just, I liked the setting a lot more. I thought it, it lent itself to the series. There's a lot more comedic this one too. Even the deaths mm-hmm. as crazy as they were, they were far more comedic. And I like that. It's also that m- highest rated score for any of the films. It's got a 34% <laughs> of an audience score and a five out of 10 on IMDb. I would fully, wow. We're really soaring <laughs> new heights on this one. <laughs> Uh, did you like this one easton i know it's technically i think you ranked it third (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 probably third uh i liked it i do like the trickster trickster aspect of everything um that whole you know turning your wishes around on you i do enjoy that they kind of played with that um as ridiculous as it is i like the almost zombie leprechaun of he attacks you and you starting to become a leprechaun that was <laughs> interesting but uh we're passing was... on our genes too it's herpes it's great. i love it yeah that was that was an interesting addition to the storyline and then they don't ever talk about it again <laughs> much like all the other things that happen in other movies like though uh, literally in every movie like something new gets added to a story and then it's never addressed again nope yeah. like the wrought iron Oh yeah, and how we can't touch iron and shit. There's a lot to this lore that like comes and goes. Like the necklace scares him; he can't deal with, and all that weird shit. Uh, I, I mean, I agree with you, Easton. Like a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff was like it, it's heightened and it feels more fun. I feel like with this one, they're like, okay, we're going straight to to video. Mm-hmm. Let's like fuck around and have as much fun as we can on this one, because in my opinion, everyone just seems to be having a lot more fun. And th- that's what makes this one just a lot better, even though I can't stand Scott as a main character <laughs> and he doesn't get interesting until he gets bitten by Lep. <laughs> and then puts on this horrible Irish accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really bad accent. But this one also gives us the most creative kills out of the whole series. Ooh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I li- Like you said, your favorite kill, which is close to my... like. F- 
very 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 close second kill is the one where she gets like the fat lips and the fat ass and then she just like blows up that's the most one of the most memorable kills for me she just looks like goldie hawn in uh first wives club <laughs> hi baby <laughs> shay goldie hawn's gonna come for you oh god i would love if goldie hawn comes after me oh, <laughs> it's such a goal the, this one did Warwick, it's Warwick's favorite. That's one of the fun facts that I, <laughs> I was able to find about this goddamn film. Uh, I really don't have much to add to this one because this this series doesn't really have much to, to dive into. If you're looking for like deep, meaningful horror films, <laughs> don't look this here. This is not the one, no, honey. That's the not one. The is there anything <laughs> memorable that comes out of this this third iteration for you? Just the the boob explosion. That's gonna <laughs> probably stick with me. <laughs> yes. I oh another thing. Um, mm-hmm. Debbie Dunning of Home Improvement fame plays um, one of. Yeah, she was in the first one. Oh, wait, she is in the fourth one. My notes yeah. got mixed in right here. My bad. I'm jumping <laughs> the movies. You're getting drunk. Um, I am. But like like we've said multiple times, like some of the best kills came from this one. And another one that we didn't mention was when, uh, what's his name, Fazio or whatever the fuck is it? It's sawed in half. Fazio. Do you yeah, don't want, yeah, you don't want yeah, to get sued? He... It's not Fabio. It's Fazio. We're not gonna get sued today. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> copyright. Copyright. Um, it's when he wishes to become the world's best magician and Leprechaun pops out and he becomes his assistant and then he puts them in the box and he saws them in half for everybody to see. I thought that was a great kill. It's very mm-hmm. excellent. The, this one, they may not have had the money, but they definitely used to the best of their advantage. And that's probably due to the director, uh, Brian Trenchard Smith, who apparently came from a background of doing a lot of low budget stuff. So kudos. Thank you. Thank you for giving me probably the best one in this shitty little series. <laughs> if you had to rate it, what are you giving this one? I, I might give this one a three. <laughs> I enjoy the, the cheesy aspect and the, you know, stepping on that foot a little more so. So, yeah. Yeah. It feels like they finally pressed the acceleration on this one. They're like, you know what? We're just going to go balls to the walls on this one. Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, I'm gonna have to go ahead and agree and say that it's a three for me for <laughs> Leprechaun three. <laughs> Three's all around. Um, yeah, now you're I, rhyming. I agree, like, Maybe she is drunk. Watch out, she's a Leprechaun <laughs> in disguise. Um, yeah, I this this is. Um, I feel like this is as good as it gets. This is the this Fair. is the best one in my personal opinion. If you're going to recommend any of the Leprechaun movies, this is probably the one I'm going to recommend. Mm-hmm. I was a Make- teenage were-lep. <laughs> and I think we got another three for three. Oh, my God. We're going for gold. We had a file on this one as well. It's the, the funniest one. The kills are the best one because we do get the sod in half. We get the explosion. And we also get that really weird sex robot death by <gasps> sex bullshit that yeah. is amazing anytime that there's an android involved and they fuck them to death i'm there <laughs> machine gun jeblies how did i miss those <laughs> so yeah that, 
that was that was a really weird um <laughs> i have no opinion on creative the creative inventive <laughs> amazing never been done before uh <laughs> it's stop. amazing stop <laughs> stop with the gaga i can't I will... take it anymore I will reference Gaga on every episode <laughs> as long every as I can. Every fucking episode. Every fucking episode. No sleep. Club. Club. Another club. Another club. No club. sleep. Next bus. Another club. <laughs> Another club. Another club. For the last Please. of this fucking Next series place. and to finish out, <laughs> we are Leprechaun 4 in space. We have Easton fist bumping. <laughs> released in 97. Directed by Brian. Again, Trenchard Smith. Written by Dennis Pratt. And if you want to know the story, please just look it up. Because at this point, they don't care what's happening in this storyline. No. <laughs> I'm this. I'm glad we saved this for last because this is probably the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Mind you, I've gone to film school in Hollywood, so I've seen some pretty bad shit in my life, and this takes the cake. <laughs> is this the is this the worst movie I've ever seen? I've seen, you know what? No, I think you're right. I think this may be the worst movie I may have ever seen. Just in the mm -hmm. sense of like, it's watchable. I have to give it that. I, I can, if I'm really inebriated, I can, <laughs> I can no, sit no, there. No, 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 bitch. You can't say it's watchable as long as I'm fucked up. No, that's not, that's not a thing. It's not watchable. It's not. If you're trying to do this sober, it's not watchable. It's, it's not fucking happening. awful. Mm -hmm. Not only is the storyline terrible, the acting's terrible, the production design's terrible, and the special effects are just the cherry on top of this rotten ass fucking cake. Where they look like they're done on a Windows 98 iMovie. <laughs> That's being generous. I was going to say Windows like 91. <laughs> so, Easton, you gave this mm -hmm. your number one out of all four. I did, yeah. <laughs> well, why? Why did we do because, Inquiring because, minds want to know. Because at the end of the day, I feel like the entire premise of the Leprechaun is supposed to be outlandish and none of it's made sense up to this point. Why does it need to make sense now? And I feel like they just wanted, I guess, one more for the time being, of course, as we all know, but one more at that time. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. There's just as awful as it is. I mean, mitten hand for a villain oh is God. fucking amazing. <laughs> mitten spider later on is <laughs> so solid. <laughs> and the twist in the movie that changed nothing about the story. You're like, okay. I'd why does that matter? Thanks. Oh, when he's an android and you're just yeah, like, oh, exactly. Okay. The drag android, an android, the highly insensitive <laughs> drag android who puts on a performance oh one God. night only. This movie is ridiculous. It feels like it's trying to be scary movie before scary movie, trying to spoof mm -hmm. like aliens. Uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, Star Wars mm -hmm. and all these other <laughs> space films. And it's just, they never, so the only two fun facts that I could really find on this film was that the film never once mentions the word leprechaun. Leprechaun is never mentioned at oh, all throughout yeah. the whole film. And that the original premise for this film began as a joke. A senior executive in charge of the production <laughs> company of 
the Leprechaun for the first three films saw the Apollo 13 poster and immediately immediately thought, you know what, Tom Cruise, we're gonna replace him with the Leprechaun, and that is how the script started. And shut it up, feels like that's up. how the script started. You just sold it to me even more. <laughs> Make it even better. That just solidified the number one spot for Easter. It's 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 it's, it's fucking ridiculous. It is the worst movie. It is the worst hey. movie. It really is, and not just in the series, but like in the entire world. <laughs> we talked about Ghost of Mars on this movie with Ice Cube fighting uh, uh, parasitic ghosts. We Cannibalistic ghosts. We talked about Blair Witch 2, known as the worst sequel ever made. But in space, it, it's just... And then it's the room <laughs> level bad. It's the room level bad. It's like Spaceballs meets Honey, I Blew Up the Kid meets <laughs> Leprechaun. <laughs> like, what? Because at one point in the movie, he they blow up big. the Leprechaun and he's And huge. then he talks about his penis. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> this is legitimately like a movie for middle schoolers. Like, ah, he's talking and about it, his dick. <laughs> it, has, it has the probably most gratuitous uh, tit shot in all of <gasps> movies. It serves no purpose. It has no reason to be there. It's after she's already distracted everybody and she's like, I'm going to flash you guys real quick. <laughs> Are you because she says it's because it's a sign on her her planet that people are going to die. It's like it's like the way we tell people this is this is your death sentence if I flash Can you, you imagine? Yeah, that sounds like a hey, director you're saying gonna I die. <laughs> Sign me up. Where's this planet? I'll go. <laughs> Imagine just that funeral. People just being topless because they're saying goodbye to the dead. I'm writing it in my will today. <laughs> Everybody topless at my funeral, period. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, oh, God, this it's, movie. It's the worst one. It's the most ridiculous shit. They have I... my favorite tagline, though, because all the other taglines are about luck. I wrote them down. The first one is... Uh, Good luck just ran out. And that's literally the whole tagline. And the other one is... Uh, luck of the Irish just ran out. And it's always about luck. But with this particular film, they did... One small step for man, one giant leap of terror. That is quite the promise that you're giving me here. The only thing terrifying <laughs> about this was that people actually bought this when it was released. <laughs> yeah. The third one was the highest grossing VHS of all time at that time period. Fourth one I can't really vouch for that time period. But people <laughs> paid money for this and enough to the point where we got four more sequels. Like, it, it, it this didn't kill it. This didn't kill the love. No, this wasn't the coffin in the leprechaun. This wasn't the nail in the leprechaun's coffin because nope. it still spawned. Leprechaun goes to the hood. Le leprechaun goes to the hood. Leprechaun returns to the hood. And then a leprechaun origin story, which had nothing to do with the original leprechaun, nor did it look like the original leprechaun. And it because was, it was it picked was... up by WWE and is played by former wrestlers. Yes. Oh my God. Like, hey, it, that acting's you... got to be a little bit better, right? No, it wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> like when you, just when you thought things couldn't get worse, they got worse. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> the fact that this is your number one, Easton, just uh -huh. lets me know that you like to laugh 
and that's great. <laughs> <laughs> this, there's, this movie feels like a bunch of friends got together and just happen to have like an extra $8,000 hanging around in an empty basement. <laughs> and they're just like, dude, you know what? I want to make a Star Wars movie with a leprechaun. And somehow they got Warwick involved. And you know, I came across something when I was doing like a quick little research before we filmed this, but that kill where he comes out of his penis, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's one of the kills that helped get this movie produced. <laughs> I would have signed on it. <laughs> one of the producers either like saw the mock-up or saw this in the script and was like, yes, I want to front money to see this happen. <laughs> yeah. And apparently it was Easton. Yeah. <laughs> Look, all right. Easton was a producer. <laughs> it's my favorite of the four, but that's not to say that I would recommend it to anybody <laughs> or that I would sit down and watch it as a horror movie. I take it for what it is, and that is complete nonsense and something that's just going to make me laugh at the end of the day. So, you know. I will give you that. If you're looking for an intentional bad movie, you know you're going to get it, which is the name <laughs> yeah. of Leprechaun in space. Just. It... And the, the sad part is, is that Leprechaun in space isn't even the most ridiculous thing about this movie. In my opinion, <laughs> the most ridiculous thing about this movie in is Dr. Mittenhand. That is the <laughs> most ridiculous, like outlandish caricature of, a like a classic movie trope that I've never seen before. <laughs> it was offensive. It was <laughs> hard to watch. It was cringeworthy. It is everything you don't want to see. It was horrible. <laughs> oh, wow. I am disgusted. You better talk to him before I do because I'm already a villain. Not only that, <laughs> the special effects that they had going on with him were horrendous. So oh, yeah. Honestly, I really couldn't find <laughs> any redeeming qualities about this movie. I'm going to dare ask you, if you ha you have to, <laughs> you have to. Lep has his gross little nails caressing your face, and you have to pick one redeeming quality, about four. <laughs> what will it be, Lass? Yes, I'm asking you. Obviously, Easton <laughs> produced this film, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> One redeeming quality about this movie. Yes, I have to find one. Quality. I'm just looking at my notes and I literally have <laughs> one, two, three notes. And so the only I'm gonna pick the first one, which is I I would I would consider it the only redeeming quality about this movie is that Lep has a fucking lightsaber in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's in my notes. He, he that they couldn't even afford for saber. <laughs> they couldn't even afford the budget for him to slice him in half, so he just hits him off screen anyway. <laughs> it's 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 horrible. So it's if really I had to pick bad. one one redeeming quality about this movie, it'd be that the leprechaun had a lightsaber. So it's like some weird Star Wars leprechaun crossover. What is your final rating on this fucking film? Oh. <sighs> So earlier in the in the pod, I, I said I was preserving my one star rating for I figured one it movie was in this. particular movie. It's this one. This is my one star rating. <laughs> and that is being very generous here. Very generous. <laughs> yeah. The one star rating is very generous. 
Um, please, if you're just don't don't watch this movie. I literally like I don't don't know what else to say besides don't watch this movie. It's we've it's never horrible. given that recommendation. Don't watch this, please don't. Please don't watch like, it. I watched I watched it for you guys. You don't need to watch it. I wouldn't watch it. Don't watch it. I might watch Rubber before I watch this. Oh, I would absolutely watch Rubber Ooh. before I watch this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do I dare ask producer Easton? <laughs> <laughs> what did you rate this movie? You know, as I said, it's it's even though it's my favorite of the four, it still gets a one star because it is an <laughs> awful, awful movie. <laughs> Who gave all the other movies higher ratings? And <laughs> yes, because they were completely made better. But oh for God. the series and what it is, I wanted what four delivered. It's amazing. Another plot twist. Another <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> Told you, I don't recommend it. I don't think anybody should watch it, but that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> I We are on a winning streak because the one out of five. <laughs> so it's a three for three again. I, there's nothing redeemable about this fucking horrible movie for me. I... I I had to be very drunk and at least four bowls in before <laughs> I can finish this fucking trill, this amount of movies that we watched. I, this was a hard one and I do it for the audience because we mm-hmm. love you. And because for some reason he's extremely popular. People love the little shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something oddly charming about like what Warwick Davis did with this character. It's very it's much what Robert. Yeah, it's very much what Robert England did for Freddie. Mm-hmm. You know, they they breathe so much life into the character that it's it's it like it literally is just like Nam on Elm Street, where yes, those sequels got really bad and they're really cheesy and they're really campy, but mm-hmm. I know me and you like that shit. I don't know about you, yeah. Eason, but I know you're a fan <laughs> of Nam at least the first time mm-hmm. on Elm Street. So like it, regardless of how bad these movies get, there's always going to be like some sort of cult following. There's always going to be some mm-hmm. sort of audience that it's going to obviously like Easton loves this <laughs> shit. There's always going to be some sort of audience that's going to want to see something that's really bad. Yeah, I agree. You're totally right. <laughs> I feel that it lends itself to obviously Chucky delivers way more than this movie will ever deliver. But <laughs> I feel that on that same note of like a killer doll that doesn't necessarily make sense and they like to jump around and sequels are all over the place. But at the end of the day, when you see a new Chucky movie, you know, you're going to see it. I mean, we <laughs> talked about the series. We're going to watch that. We all know it's going to be. <laughs> and you kind of know what you're getting yourself into, mm-hmm. you know, like these movies are so iconic for a reason. Like they're kind of cookie cutter almost where every mm-hmm. movie has the same kind of formula. It just changes mm-hmm. the characters and scenarios. You can Absolutely. replace every protagonist with the same protagonist and still get the same <laughs> movie. So I, I fully agree. So if you have to give a rating just to the series as a whole, <laughs> whole, what what would you give the leprechaun? I gotta go, I'd say a two. I'd say a two out of five for the for the whole. Okay. It's ridiculous, but after the first one, it kind of learned its place and learned its role and mm-hmm. stuck to that. So I think it does what it needs to do. <laughs> Two out of five. <laughs> I can agree with that. That's fair. I, I agree 100%.
even though I gave some of these movies a higher score than a two out of five, I think overall across the board, I give the entire series, at least the, f- the first four, because I didn't watch the mm. other four. Um, I don't know so if I first, will. I, uh, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I dipped my toe into Origins and I'm not going back there. Um, so yeah, I get, I agree with Easton. I give the, the whole series uh, a two overall. And anybody who wants to dip their toe into this series, by all means, take it for surface level. What it is, don't try and read anything else into it. <laughs> winner winner chicken dinner all the way around this this cannot get higher than a two out of five it, you're not gonna get anything really crazy out of this i will only watch this on saint patrick's day if it's on tnt <laughs> if i'm already drunk if i can't find the remote and it's just it's still on then i will absolutely be watching the leprechaun series not me i'm getting up and changing it <laughs> Hooray, that was our (laughs) very drunken review of the Leprechaun series. We made it through. (laughs) I had a ton of fun. Thank you so much for being here, Easton. I hope you had fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. Yeah, of course. Uh, you can follow the dolls, the Carpenter Queens, Instagram at the Carpenter Queens. On Twitter, we're on Carpenter Queens. Uh, my personal account is Nicholas Alexander Photography. My personal account is STFU Ray. Easton, do you want to plug yourself? Yeah, if you guys are interested, you can follow me at Drummy94. So for next week's episode, we are super excited to talk about a final, a contemporary movie, finally. Uh, We're going to be talking about director Mike Flanagan's Hush from 2016. I'm very excited to talk about that. But that will be next week. Uh, Stay safe. Stay queer. uh, Wear a mask, Mask everybody. Mm -hmm. Mask up and get vaccinated. (laughs) And thank you again, Easton, for being with us on this week's uh, Carpenter (laughs) Queens episode. We hope you had fun. Absolutely. Appreciate it, guys. Definitely had a good time. Uh, Hope to be back in the future. Please. We would love that. But we hope you guys stay safe and stay queer out there. We'll see you guys on the next one. All right. Catch you on the flip side, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.